Good morning, everybody. Good Friday morning to us all and good air of Shabbos. Uh, you are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Gourmet Glad Emporium of Cedarhurst, a destination kosher shopping experience. Before I get into my introductions this morning, I am dedicating this show in memory of Marvin Rembo. He was the founder and chairman of the Long Island Barbecue Championship and he passed away suddenly this this week on Tuesday. He was a fellow foodie and he was my guest on the show here in the studio just two weeks ago. The show must go on for the Long Island Barbecue Competition and I will share with you later the uh, information about the contest and where it is. We loved having Marvin on the show and he was really, really, really excited to be here. He shared an email with me right after the show that how much he loved being on the show and on the air, um, you will be sorely missed by the Table for Two crew here at the Nachum Siegel Network. This show is for you, Marvin, and our condolences to his family. So uh, please stay on and listen up for our very exciting show that we've got coming up. And on a lighter note, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. For those who are new listening to Table for Two, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I am about all the food all the time. I love to eat, I love to shop for food, I love to eat at restaurants, anything food-related, I am your gal. I'm a personal chef, um, my business is called the Aussie Gourmet, I give cooking classes, I cook for people for Shabbos or for Yontov, whenever you don't feel like cooking, you give me a call. Um, my show's going to be about food traveling and sharing great ideas and recipes each week, but I also want to hear about your experiences as well. So if you have a great or if you have had a great meal at a restaurant or come up with a great recipe, please share it with me at Naomi at NahumSiegel.com. You can join my fan page on Facebook, The Aussie Gourmet. You can follow my food pictures on Twitter or Instagram. And now you can join my newsletter, which has yet to be sent out because I'm learning how to use uh, Constant Contact. So um, please stay in touch with me because I'd love to hear about uh, your food experiences too, so it should be a bit of a conversation. Um, I'm joined here in the studio by Executive Assistant of Rummy, who's the engineer here, um, and keeps the network running, and we get to eat and drink our way through quite a few shows. He's laughing. <laughs> um, a great shout-out to my listener, Gavi Schleifer from Atlanta, Georgia. I hope you're listening this morning. Thank you so much always for listening and for letting me know that you are uh, a listener. So today's show is very exciting. I've got two featured guests. I've got the creator, developer, and owner of the Kosher GPS. I've got Yitzi Katz right here with me in the studio right now. A little later on in the show, we're going to have um, the, I guess, the founder and creator of the website, Yeah, That's Kosher, Donnie Klein. So I'm looking forward to uh, talking to him as well. But right now on the phone, I've got Mordechai Strict. Mordechai is going to be a competitor in this week's barbecue competition. And, you know, he was the one that let me know. Um, Mordechai gave me a call to let me know about Marvin's passing. And we were sharing some, you know, we both had very limited contact with, um, you know, uh, with Marvin. But we really, really enjoyed being around him and sharing, you know, food experiences with him. And, and um, so, uh, Mordechai, hello, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. How I'm are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Yes, as you said, good morning, everyone in the studio. And as you said, the show must go on. Absolutely. That's what you would want. 
That's absolutely what he would want. Okay, so talk to me. You were one of the competitors in the show this week. What are you going to be competing in? Which I believe there are several different events, different cooking. Uh, absolutely. There's a, a couple of different categories that we'll be having. Um, there's the, the brisket, the ribs, chicken, and beans. And uh, each category is mar- uh, marked separately. And then uh, these are overall championship as well. So we're going to be uh, we're going to be cooking in all those different categories. Okay, cool. And what are you competing in? Does everyone compete in all the categories, or you just pick one? Everyone's competing in all the categories. We're okay. competing in all the categories. So you Absolutely. have to do a ribs. You've got to do a brisket. You've got to do beans. Absolutely. Yeah. Last night we got together and we uh, prepped all the meats. Okay. And uh, everyone came in there with their own special rubs, and they made it. Everything, you know, cupcake kosher, everyone came in there, made their rubs, rubbed their meat, put their special, you know, spices in it, whatever they uh, chose to do. Okay. And uh, all the meat is sitting and uh, waiting for uh, Moitzi Shabbos to start the cooking, the okay. smoking. You start the smoking on Moitzi Shabbos. Wow. So how long does it take to smoke a piece of brisket? Well, depending on the size, but they're giving us, I mean, they're giving us about a 12 to 14-pounder brisket. And the way you smoke is low and slow. You're Low putting on a smoker, or you're putting on a smoker, or in this case, it's going to be a Weber grill, and we have to sort of uh, change it up a little bit to, to uh, smoke it with indirect heat. And we cook it for a, a, about 220 to 250, and it takes about 12 to 14 hours. 220 to so 250, that's the, inter- that's the internal cooking temperature. I just want to share that with everyone. That's that's the temperature of the smoker. We keep the we keep the internal smoker at two twenty to two. Right. So an oven when you cook a brisket at home, it's like three fifty. So this is yeah, that, two fifty. That's why that's why that's why Bubby's brisket tastes like Bubby's brisket. The smoked <laughs> brisket is nothing like Bubby's brisket. Let me tell you. Uh, I actually... It is soft. It is moist. You could ask all of my friends over the last couple of weeks. They had plenty of a. Uh, practice briskets and they're excited. I am really excited. I, I'm coming on Sunday. I've got a graduation um, for my for the the high school where my kids go to. I'm on the parent council so I, I'm going to the graduation and then my husband's picking me up and I'm zooming off to the to the festival, to the championship to be uh, one of the judges. I'm I'm judging the booths and the the names. They've got some cool names of the booths I believe. Like um, grillin the grillin to fill in yeah. and what's yours? Well, my, my name is, and say? you'll see me and my, my daughter there, is uh, Uncle Morty and the Mitzvah Girls. Mitzvah, oh, mitzvah, Uncle Moishi and the Mitzvah Girls, the Mitzvah Girls. Okay, I like that. Very funny. Absolutely. And uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, my daughters and I made signs, you know, guests is back in town. Did you Never eat milk, milk and meat together. Never eat milk and meat together. It was a nice uh, experience with, with my daughters. And if I may say something about Marvin. Absolutely, um, please. About, uh, me and my daughter, yeah, Marvin, before we if you say, have an extra yeah. minute, I'll be quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really, really a special person. And I, I never met him like you said. I never met him, and I've only just spoken with him over the phone, and it was uh, many emails over the last two months. And, and I felt it, I just felt it in my heart to go to his uh, Leviah and to the cemetery. And, and I shared with the family why I felt to go there. Um, just a real true mensch. You know, I, I, was, I called him up and told him I wanted to compete, and I told him that me and my daughter are going to be on my team. And he said, well, how old are your daughters? I said, 11 and 9. He's like, they got to be 18. I'm sorry. And I said, well, I'm really sorry, Marvin. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. I said, I'm, I'm divorced. I have my kids on that Sunday. I said, I'm not spending a whole Sunday doing something that I enjoy, not including my daughters. And he stopped me mid-sentence and said, Mordecai, stop. You, of course your daughters can be part of the team. Tell your daughters they're part of the team. Get them involved in making signs. Get them involved in smoking. And, and we're going to see them there. 
So it just it just touched me that you know what, what a mensch he was. Yeah, and, and a, he really was. And he's making sure that he made yep. sure that there was t- lots and lots of charities. I'm sorry that I don't have it up in front of me. And we went over it when Marvin was here, but. A lot of all the leftover food and a lot of the stuff is going to be donated to about five or six charities that are involved um, in in this barbecue fair. So nothing will be wasted because he could not stand the the idea of kosher food going away. So there's a lot of charities involved um, that will Absolutely. be reaping the benefits. And, and really, of this. if you if you heard the uh, the the hispanium, you'd hear that this is a man who really gave himself and gave and, and wanted to support different charities. I really was, you know, sometimes me and my friends joke of, you know, oh, when someone passes away, he's just a great guy. He was really a great guy. You could tell the difference. Sitting at those, hearing that Leviah and hearing all those wonderful things I said about him, I, I knew from before he was a mensch, but you really can tell this guy was just a true mensch and a Bob Stock guy and really wanted everyone just to be happy and to give charity. Thank and that you. That was uh, really him. Thank you so much, Mordechai, for sharing those uh, memories of uh, Marvin and your... Yep. Um, and sharing some brisket and and uh, brisket tips and 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 uh, we're looking forward to hearing more about you and and how you did. Maybe you'll you'll come back on the show and you'll give us a quick rundown on how the second annual Long Island Kosher Barbecue Competition, uh, June ninth. Uh, you want more information? At the address it's in Westbury, but it's uh, likosherbbq.org, and you can go onto their website and find out all the information. And there's going to be all kinds of booths going on for kids and fun festival and food for purchase as well. So please go down on Sunday and uh, think of Marvin while you are there. So thank you so much, Morchai. Good luck with everything. We'll see you Sunday. Thank you very much. An honor being on the show. Thank you, everyone in the studio, and have a wonderful Shabbos. Okay, have a great Shabbos. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, that was Mordechai Strict, competitor in the Long Island Barbecue Competition. We wish him luck and all the other competitors lots of luck. So I have uh, with me in the studio, I have Yitzi Katz. He is owner, creator, developer of Kosher GPS. Now, I found Yitzi Katz. I have to just share this with Yitzi. I was very blessed to go on points because I'm the queen of points um, on a trip to Italy. And I was messing around on my iPod at the time um, at night. I couldn't sleep. Thank God the hotel had Wi-Fi. And I came across, uh, you know, the Kosher GPS app. It was fantastic. Downloaded it, and it has saved my life so many times because when you're out and about, you want to know where local kosher food is. And, you know, I live in Long Island, and I come to Manhattan, and I know about where some are in the city. Where about, you know, in the five towns I know where they are, but, you know, all right, you go to Teaneck or I go here, I go there, and I turn on my kosher GPS um, Last week I shared a story how I was in Kew Gardens and I wanted to take my mother-in-law out to eat. Didn't know where the restaurants were. Turned on Kosher GPS, scanned Kew Gardens and came up with Yamasushi. So, you know, it's absolutely fantastic app. So I had to reach out to Yitzi. I think you reached out to me first at one point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, I know who you are. <laughs> so uh, welcome, Yitzi, to the studio. Naomi, thank you so much for having me. Um, just to give you a little bit of history, uh, years ago, I was uh, driving around. I had my first GPS, and I was all excited. And I said, you know what? I want to find someplace kosher. And I happened to be parked right near J2. And when I pushed the search in a GPS, it didn't come up. Um, and at that point, I realized how useless a regular GPS was and decided to uh, create my own uh, database of uh, kosher locations all over the United States which took me a very long time. I know. We have to talk about that because you really have 
like just about everything. Yeah, and when I first started doing this, I thought, uh, you know, I'll maintain this database, you know, every, you know, five, six months. But I maintain it daily. Everything changes daily. And within, you know, I created these apps for the iPhone and Android phone. And what's really cool is I'm getting information from my users. They can email me within the app. So they're telling me before the hashkacha is telling me that places are opening, places lost hashkacha, places are, are closing. Uh, so it's very, uh, it's great that my users contact me. No, it, it's it's amazing, and you really keep up quite quickly. You know, I've noticed yours compared to say some others, which are mm. not keeping up. I'm like, I know this restaurant closed six years ago. Right. So I don't know where they were getting their information from, but yours is always current. Now you're across the United States. Do you think that you've got the whole United States covered? Um, I'm quite sure I have pretty much, you know, a good 95% of the whole United States and Canada. Okay, can you tell me how many kosher restaurants I have to eat at to cover the whole country? <laughs> <laughs> I so want to do that. I told that to Ilan Kornblum from Great Kosher Restaurants magazine. You, that is my dream. Yeah, you should go with my wife because she always says, okay, now that you have the database, I want you to go with me and take me out to dinner to all these places. <laughs> so it's approximately, uh, I guess, about 1,500 places. 1,500 restaurants you United States and Canada. And Canada. Okay, that's cool. All right, where else in the world are we? Do we have Do we have Sydney, Australia? So right now we're just focusing on the United States and Canada. Um, it's a challenge just to keep that up to date. And uh, I want to go into some of the things that we've done with it. And hopefully as uh, time goes by, we will expand to other places. Right. I, I've gotten emails from restaurant owners in Italy, in Mexico, um, you know, asking me, oh, can you please add our, our place to your app? And okay, so when I was in Israel, it did not work. Well, it it should work, but it'll tell you that the closest place is about a million miles away. <laughs> right, right. That's what I meant to say. Yes, yes, <laughs> right. yes, absolutely. Right. Okay, so... I do um, have people in Israel using it, but they must be traveling for work in the States because they're using it. Right, right, so. right. So, so here's a question, like... How did you, like, do you go over to the restaurant, say, hi, I'm developing an app? I'm, like, fascinated how this all works. Like, would you want to be part of the app? And they're like, yes, that's what a great so idea. The, like, how, does that, how did it all come to be? Because apps are new. Like, how old are apps? Five years old? Yeah, it's very, very new. <laughs> you know, I joke with people that uh, in the next five years, your, your grandmother is going to have a smartphone because they're not making the other phones anymore. I know. So. You know, my grandmother passed away three years ago, and yeah. uh, we were halishing the last couple of years of her life because she was very social, to get a phone, <laughs> to, to get some sort of phone so we could reach out to her because, the, you know, right. everyone's – I see older people buying them now all the time, smartphones. They, ha they have trouble working them. You know, it, like it, me, I have trouble working mine. It's it's not a phone anymore. It's it's a tool. So, it's a tool. Yeah. You know. No, no, it's really true. Yeah. So and and I I you know I've had your app for about two two years, um, and I see how much it's grown because now yeah. it includes mikvah ot and um, Minyanim, right. and now you have a rewards program. Yes, yes. So so the two biggest additions to our app is um, a couple months ago we, we added what I call Kosher Sense is an advertising platform that's now running on our app. Uh, we found that, um, you know, using the mainstream ad platforms like uh, Google Ads or, or Apple's ads weren't appropriate for the Jewish community. Okay. So we had to create our own. Um, and now we're trying, you know, we're generating some advertising from, you know, Jewish advertisers. 
Um, right. I see it's, that's at the bottom. Correct. I, I see that's correct. at the bottom. Okay. So that's exciting. But the biggest thing is in the last two weeks, we just launched a loyalty rewards program within the app. And I'd love to just explain it. Yeah, please, because, um, you know, I totally, I totally, as everyone knows, as I said, I, I use it. Yeah, we, we were approached by a couple of restaurants saying, could you create this? And, and what this was, they wanted something exactly similar to the, to the experience their users had right now with the old fashioned cards. You used to come in, take out of your wallet a card, and they punch click it, it yeah, yeah. click it, and after 10 clicks, you get your free whatever. Um, so we basically replicated it plus more. Um, you show, you come in, you take out of your wallet, your pocketbook or whatever, <laughs> your phone, yeah. and you show them the app and the cashier will virtually punch it. And it's not just punch it 10 times. You could also punch it with an amount. If you spend $20.13, they'll punch that in and you can reach your, uh, you know, plateau of uh, spending $200 and then get $10 on the redemption. I have that with red mango ice cream, frozen yogurt. Right. <laughs> I'm always going there. I'm always scanning my card. And what we found is the restaurants are so receptive because the alternative is, is them creating their own app. And just like, you know, my wife has on her keychain all these different places. Right. You know, no one wants to download a thousand apps. It's better to have one app that has rewards for everybody. Uh, right, right. So they're all, I just, as I was waiting outside your office, I've got two emails from Florida. They want to join. Uh, Mr. Broadway just joined. Um, Fantastic. We have, you know, some places in Brooklyn, Mr. Nosh and Schnitzel Spot, Waffelina and, and Cucumber and, and Cedarhurst joined. Oh, yay! We love them right yeah. down the road from me. So I, they join. I use their punch card. I have a punch card, a physical card with ten little right. pieces of, you know, it's I think it's a picture of vegetables. And every, when I hit ten and they clicked off ten of the veggies, right. I get a free salad. So, so the impetus of that, they, these two restaurants I came have to like me. Six cards in my wallet. <laughs> right. So they said we we love giving rewards. We want to reward our loyal customers so that they keep on coming and c- come more often. And they found with the old-fashioned cards, people were losing them. Losing them, yeah. And once they lose it, they feel like, you know what, I'm not going to walk the extra block to get my coffee or my salad. I'll go around the corner. Right. And they don't want that. You're less likely to lose your phone than those cards. One can only hope, yeah. You know. Plus, you know, the, the newer cards... You know, people are walking around looking at it. How much do I have on there? Did I spend a hundred? Did I spend a dollar? Did I spend ten dollars? They have no idea. With my app, yeah. the user can see how much they're spending. It says right there, and once it hits redeem, the new button redeem comes up. It turns yellow. It tells them. It screams at them. Go back now. Redeem it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so we've replicated the experience they had in the past and just made it really simple. And the store owners love it because they can monitor, you know, when they're punching, when they're redeeming, what time of day, what day of the week, you know. So it's 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 taken off very quickly. And uh, you know, as I said, we have Mr. Broadway and places in Brooklyn, Cedarhurst, Queens, Main Suite joined. So okay, it's, very uh, nice. You're really building up a nice database for everyone. Right, right. And how did you get into this? Are you an app programmer? Oh, I, <laughs> I was going to have to like struggle. Like, what? Are, what? What is this called? But is that what it's called? So, an, app, an app programmer is. So this, I have an eclectic you, background. Like, do you have a life outside of this? Genius? Not anymore. Not anymore. Oi, <laughs> <Or> Gavolt. <laughs> so years and years ago, I, I did have a restaurant. Uh, even though I had a degree in computers. And uh, and I fell into this because, as I said, 
you know, I found there was no, you know, full database of kosher places with good ashkacha. You know, I work with a couple of rabbis um, here and in Florida that, uh, you know, help me determine are these ashkachas reliable? Will 99% of Orthodox community, you know, adhere to this? Right, right. So I, I work with them to make sure my database is fresh and correct. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've developed the idea and I've worked with programmers. In fact, I partnered up with uh, Danny Wonder, uh, and uh, he's helping me on the technical side. So uh, it's been a great, uh, you know, partnership, and, and we're just, it's growing very quickly. It's fantastic. And we have uh, close to 70,000 people using it. 70,000 yeah. people. That's yeah. amazing. It's, it's crazy. The, the, store, the store owners must love that. Yeah, I it's mean. It's like 70,000 people can see their staff in Right. What, what better place to do a loyalty program in an app that they're using to find you anyway? Right, right. It's, you it's know. brilliant. So they're looking, they're looking for a restaurant and then, oh, this one has a yellow star. Let me go there because they're giving me a reward for coming, you know. Ah. Ah, very so, clever. Yeah, so it's self-marketing, um, and uh, and plus some of the you know people who are doing rewards are now thinking of doing advertising because it just helps. Right, right. Perpetuate. What's the furthest away restaurant you have? Okay, we're in New York right now. Do you have like Alaska? Um, I think there may be. Because if I one. turn on my GPS <laughs> now, if I turn on my GPS, I'm on the Lower East Side, so I'm going to get. Right, you'll well, get. Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark, I was going correct. to call it the Grand Deli because, right. you know, I lived here <laughs> over 10 years ago and that's what it was called back then. Right. Um, you know, I would probably get the Lower East Side um, What's also potion, cool about the app, store. yeah, what's cool about the app is you're, we're here and let's say I'm going to California. So I can search within my app and put in the zip code where I'm going. Oh, that's how it works. And it's going to act like you're standing in that zip code and tell you all the places you can eat. So I was wondering about that. I, I, I haven't been at, I haven't been able to work that out yet. I'll show it to you. <laughs> okay, you're going to show it to me. <laughs> good, good, good. So but, I, I have in the studio Lo- Laura. Hi. <laughs> Laura Reback from California. Hi, Laura. Uh, has she got a mic there? Is that microphone on? I, I, I said, you know, I couldn't resist this opportunity. Speak into it. Let's see Hello. if it is a micro. Is a, we're going to see if her microphone on. Hi. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Laura lives in California. Uh, she's out visiting with us um, for a week. Her daughter uh, Adira goes to SKA, which is Halb's Girls High School, and she lives with me um, and my bunch of daughters <laughs> and my hubby. But uh, we have a, a lot of girls. We collect teenage girls. If you're sick of your teenage girl, we'll take them. <laughs> no, just joking. My husband's had enough. <laughs> Of all the teenage girls, I think after this morning's cereal fight, it was ready to ship them all off. But um, Laura, Laura's daughter's Adira lives with us, and, and Laura's coming for Adira's graduation, uh, which I said is going to be on Sunday. Um, so, Laura, there are a lot of kosher restaurants in California, right? Oh, yes. In, <laughs> oh, yeah, in Los Angeles in especially. Los Angeles, yes. right. So, do you have a favourite? You, you want to oh, give of your, one of yours a shout-out and let's see if Yitzi has it on his... Uh, Shout out to Jeff Sausages. Whoa. Okay, Jeff Sausages. It's definitely in the app. I've okay. been there myself. Yeah, he has some good, he has a chicken and cilantro apple flavored sausage there. Yes, my, Merguez is my favorite. And he was actually featured on uh, a cooking show on, on Food Network about smoking brisket or something. He had a show about that. I think with Bobby Flay. With Bobby Flay, he had some right. maybe. A, wow. Was it a throwdown? Maybe. Yeah, I think it was. Okay, we'll have to get <laughs> him on the Hattner. air. Right, right. So Jeff, maybe you're going to come on the show. <laughs> we'll, we'll hear more about that. We actually, I'm a big fan also of this 
Jess and there's also Jack's gourmet sausages. Both make excellent, excellent sausages. Okay, I remember at one point in Calif- in Los Angeles there was um, a restaurant, Milky Way. Yep. Milk and Honey. Yep. Um, Pat's. Yep. Okay, there you go. What, what's the zip code there? Nine zero zero three five nine zero two one zero. I watched that. Ch- I should say it. I watched that show when I was a teenager, the original one. Okay, so I just put it in my app, and okay. I see Bo- Boca Steakhouse. Yes. Okay. You know, Haifa Restaurant, Shalom Pizza, uh, Mexico. Oh, love it. Love okay. it. Yes. So we have. Uh, we, you know, it's acting. It it's cut. acting like I'm standing right there in California and telling oh. me everything you need. Exactly. Oh. Wow. Beautiful. I'm going to start using it. Yeah. I know you Thank have an you. iPhone. You have an iPhone. And, and do you have my husband just switched from BlackBerry when no one's writing cool apps for? Right. We had to tear it out of his hands. <laughs> I say when, when, when BlackBerry first came out, the first one off the, um, off the, uh, trays were uh was marked for my husband <laughs> and he had a blackberry since 1990 whatever when right. it came out when it had a wheel and an antenna it didn't have a phone <laughs> in it and he finally gave it up and he got a droid absolutely so do you have a droid app sure okay good. it works on the androids and works on the iphones okay see no blackberries i'm sorry no blackberry. you didn't keep up with the times <laughs> i'm very sorry <laughs> i switched to the apple i'd be very happy because i saw i had an ipod and i loved all the different apps i loved the games and and, and just the information i was able to get so right. you know and your app was definitely one of them no we're there and you just search in the yeah, store for ha- kosher gps and yeah. we're the first thing that comes up okay that's great do you have to like um I don't know. Do you have to pay to be number one, or it's just no? And you know, if you're popular, you get up there. First pick. Yeah. That is wonderful. That's so. Now we're excited. We're excited about the rewards, the uh, advertising platform, and uh, we're you know, I get emails daily from my users. They can email me within the app, and there are you know, sometimes I get comments like, "You saved my life." (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I and I say. You know, I'm not Hatsala. How did I, you know? Right, right. And they'll they'll tell me, you know, you know, I was driving and my kids were screaming. They were starving. We had no idea where we were. We turned on the app and around the corner there was a place that we could eat and got them food. So I'm going to just share a really quick story before we leave um, mm-hmm. and say thank you to you for coming. You're welcome to stick around. Um, okay, so my husband, unfortunately, is saying Kaddish this year and we were driving to Teaneck to meet some friends. We gave ourselves two hours to get from Woodmere to Teaneck. This is President's Weekend, okay? So we said we would meet them in time for Mincha, like 4.35 o'clock. Um, we'd meet them, go to Mincha, and then go to dinner at Schnitzel Plus, mm-hmm. right? Is that on? Yeah. That's on your app? Out in Teaneck. Okay. We drive, 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 drive. We get to, um, um, what's it, LaGuardia Airport? Stand still. And that sun is going down. <laughs> And he has to say Kaddish. And we do not want to miss. We have Baruch Hashem. He hadn't missed one yet at that point, And that was back in February. Thank God he still hasn't missed. Because we have the Minion app from you. Right. And we, we hit where the nearest Minion is. Right. Sunnyside. Young Israel of Sunnyside. I'm right. sorry. I'm not. <laughs> never heard of Sunnyside. I apologize to all the Queen's residents there. Hadn't heard of Sunnyside. And he found the youngest of Sunnyside. They gave him the Ahmed, and he literally made it by three minutes. We were able to locate them, put them in Waze, which is an amazing yep. GPS program out of Israel. I think they were offered a billion dollars out of Ranana, Israel, to buy them out. I wasn't sure. Apple or one of these Google. It was. I saw it in the Time magazine. Yes, I read the Time magazine. <laughs> My friends all think I read junk. <laughs> 
um, just food magazines, but I read the time and I, I saw that um, they were trying, the Waze was a, is a great, great GPS app and I was able to get, find this young Israel, use Waze to get there on time. So. Yep. And we integrate with the Android perfectly with Waze <gasps> so that if you find the place you need and you push the map icon, it'll ask you which you know, GPS do you want to use, and one of them is Waze. And, you know. Fantastic. Oh, amazing. So, so thank you so much. You've, thank you've you, really Naomi. saved us so many times. <laughs> Davening yeah. or food. So um, I really appreciate thank you. Thank you so much for in. having me. I know it's hard to get into the city, so yeah. thank you for coming actually into the studio. It's always livelier when I have you uh, in the studio in person. Thank no you for problem. coming. And uh, we look forward to hearing and seeing great things from the Kosher GPS. You have a website also if, if you need to. It's primarily uh, get it from the app stores. Okay, great. So, thank Wonderful. you so much. Have a good Shabbos. Okay, thank you. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network, and our show is sponsored by the Gourmet Glut Emporium of Cedarhurst, a unique, full kosher shopping experience. I call it a destination shopping experience. I used to come there from when I lived in Manhattan or whenever I've – have friends from, you know, out of the area and I, I, you know, they come to New York, especially from Australia and they go, I want to go shopping. I need to load up my suitcase and bring, uh, food back. I go, we got to go to Gourmet Glut. Um, I just want to thank, uh, Gourmet Glut for, you know, being a sponsor and keeping the store so fantastic for us all to shop in. Um, I'm going to have a segment, uh, with them, uh, in a couple of minutes after I have Donnie Klein on the air, we're going to talk about roasting some strawberries. Um, but right now we're going to switch to uh, Donnie Klein. He is the uh, founder and uh, he's the CEO, uh, maybe, if that's what you would call it, for uh, the uh, wonderful web- website called, it's called Yeah, That's Kosher. Donnie, are you there? I am here. Hi. How are you? Thank you so much. I know we're running a little behind schedule, um, so thank you so much for sticking it out with us. Sure. Okay, so I'm very glad that you are that that you are here. I'd like to talk a little bit about your website. I found your website um, before I, he- I had even met you in person. I just want to share this story. I'm all about stories today. Um, I was in the JetBlue um, travel, what's that, in the terminal there, and I, someone had once mentioned they have kosher food in JetBlue terminal. I'm like, I've got to find this. I want to see what it looks like. Being the foodie that I am, I have to try and buy something. So I I put it in Google. Is there kosher food in the JetBlue lounge, JetBlue terminal? And yeah, that's kosher came up, telling yeah. me that I could go find in whatever terminal, whatever store it was. Do you remember? Yeah, it's a T5 at JFK. So at T5, I went over to there and I bought myself the most delicious tuna curry wrap. I was able to eat it on the plane. It was fresh delivered that morning. It was delicious. Yeah. So what happened uh, with that article was basically um, it was about. A little less than two years ago, I went with my family to Miami on JetBlue, and uh, we arrived a little bit early at the terminal, and I noticed in their stores that they had prepackaged meals um, that were delivered every single day. And I thought, that was amazing. So what I did was I spent like that half hour of time cataloging all of the different kosher things that they had at the, uh, at the terminal and then when I arrived in Miami, I basically put it all up on the blog. It's it's fantastic. And th- really, I want to thank you as a consumer of kosher food product, a huge consumer of kosher food products. Um, really, thank you so much for putting this together because you know, I've traveled a lot and I 
you know, I don't know where everything is. You know, we have different apps that can, you know, take us to different locations. But sometimes preparing for a trip or hearing about things before you go is is been, you know, phenomenal that you you keep us all updated. Right. So that's kind of why I started. Yeah, that's kosher. Right. So I'd love uh, to hear about it. So basically. Um, about five years ago, or rather, um, yeah, it was a little bit more than five years ago. My wife and I, um, we took a two-week trip to uh, Scandinavia and Northern Europe, mm-hmm. and we spent a lot of time preparing for that trip, doing research, where we're going to go, where we're going to spend Shabbat, where we're going to eat, how much food do we need to bring with us, uh, and you know, and what are the touristy things that we're going to do. And when we arrived, a lot of the information that we had done research on online uh, was uh, either outdated, entirely off base, um, or just lacking some of the basic information, but, but mostly it was lacking nuance. And what I mean by that is it's very easy to look at a directory or a listing of restaurants or shuls and just, that just have addresses and names. Um, but what they lack is advice. And that's what I felt was really necessary specifically for our community that, you know, we need to be able to uh, find a shul. We really need to be able to find where kosher food is. And just having a listing isn't enough. And really being able to give advice where to go, when to go, how to go. Um, and the specific example here is that we, want, we were going to shul Friday night in Stockholm, Sweden, and we had the address. We were having dinner by the Chabad rabbi's house, um, but when we showed up to the shul, we couldn't find it because it was not marked. Right, a lot of European anti-Semitism, right? Like correct, marked. correct. The, yeah, and, and this is common for Europe, um, that a lot of the shuls are not marked, um, and then when we eventually did find the door, they wouldn't let us in because they didn't know us. Right, and but you need to have ID I, or I was something. Yeah, so even though I was wearing a kippah and we had prearranged it with the rabbi, the rabbi wasn't at the door, and so it took a while for them to allow us to just get inside the shul. So taking all of that knowledge and information and experience and putting it into words and into a place in one location where um, people can share that type of information uh, with each other, um, that's why I started the website. And so what we are continuing to doing now is we're continuing to tell those stories of where to find kosher food around the world. Um, you know, we're starting to write more about uh, specific restaurants in, in different places. Are they good? Are they bad? Um, and uh, as well as giving people um, uh, travel tips and um, always posting travel deals to Israel because we know that the community, you know, loves to go to Israel. So, uh, absolutely. Uh, I noticed when I was on your website last night, you have a really cheap travel deal to Israel right now. So it's it's not my travel well, deal. Well, it's not yours. It's, it's one you had posted. Yeah, it was one that I posted. So sometimes I find out about it because friends share it with me. Sometimes I find out about it because another website uh, posts it, and I say, you know what, that's something that my readers would be interested in, so I will repost that that offer. So I, I definitely think that that's, you know, something of value. Anything that I, that I believe could be valuable to the kosher-keeping Jewish community, I will post to the website. Wow, that's that's great. Yeah, I, I noticed that you have like a whole like on the home was it, it's the home page that you have all these great deals as well, besides just travel tips as well. Yeah, I, again, anything that's relating to the Jewish community and travel is something that I will make sure it gets onto the website. 
I, I remember I was in Orlando a couple of months ago, uh, almost a year ago, uh, with my husband on a business trip, and um, I needed to eat it. You know, find kosher food in Orlando, especially you know there was n- n- not so there's not so much there. A little there's bit. A few. There's a few. A few. Not, not a lot. Um, but I I I uh, saw that you had posted something about the kosher food truck. That, yes. that was listed. That was amazing. <laughs> that was my favorite. I keep sending everybody there. If you're in Orlando, go to the kosher food truck. And that's something I yeah. think I got from you. Yeah, and and that's something that, um, you know, is a story that, that we get from, from some of our readers. And so even though I started the website and I do create most of the content, um, I would say a, a decent percentage of the articles that get written are written by people that go off and on their own travels. And so um, right now uh, there are a few stories that will be published in the near future that are people who went on family trips or trips with their spouses or business trips. Uh, and then, you know, what they did, how they found kosher food, did they enjoy their experience? Was it a good, good, was it bad? And um, what, what they recommend based on what they experienced. So I- now it, it's basically – as the site now, the site's five years old, and I can't believe we've got that far. Wow! Um, yeah, I saw happy birthday. Thank you. Um, but now that the site's five years old, we've compiled hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of articles, um, giving people advice in in all different areas of kosher and Jewish travel. So it's a really great place to go and just go to the search bar and search for different things. And so. While we don't have everything in the world, we have a lot of different places and experiences that people can read about. Right. We've got, you know, I thought with the summer coming up and people are starting to make travel plans, I know I'm, you know, trying to think my kids get back from camp August, I think, 16th, and school starts September 3rd. Rosh Hashanah, I think, is September 3rd. So we, people can yeah. go on short little vacations. Anything that you can recommend where, you know, people, families can go to for a couple of days based from the New York, New Jersey area Eastern yeah, so Seaboard. I'll, I'll give I'll give you a recommendation because I need one I, <laughs> I need okay. one I'm being selfish it's something that I did last summer okay um, and I think it's perfect for those in the, the New York metro area um, and that's Montreal uh, ah. especially for the summertime so so Montreal it's it's about you know four or five hundred miles north of the city uh, maybe a little bit less um, definitely drivable in somewhere between you know five to seven hours, depending on how many stops you make. Um, and because it's further north, it should typically be cooler, although they have the, you know, few days here and there where it's going to be pretty hot. Um, but in the summertime, it was really, really nice. We went, my wife and I went for, for four and a half days uh, last, uh, last summer. We were able to eat at a different kosher restaurant um, every every day, twice a day. Yeah, they have They're, so many kosher restaurants. My mother-in-law is from yeah. Montreal, so we've been there many times. Yeah, and and um, if you're into hiking, there's a lot of places along the way as you're driving up the New York Thruway where you can stop, do a hike, stop and do different nature things uh, so that you don't necessarily have to do four or five days in Montreal alone. You can do one or two days up in the Adirondacks in, in northern New York um, and then spend, you know, three days in Montreal. It's a beautiful city. Um, there's a lot to see. 
and there's a lot of kosher food there, so you don't really have to bring your own food once you're in the city. Now, if you um, want to, if you want to drive up, stay halfway overnight, because my kids don't love to travel in the car six hours. My husband doesn't like to drive for six hours in one shot. Is there any place you could re- recommend stop, stay over overnight, maybe near a shul, near a kosher restaurant that you know I don't have to pack sandwiches and stuff. Hubby right, can so grab that, I mean, minion. There, there really isn't. There really isn't much kosher-wise uh, in terms of a restaurant on the way. Um, if you're going to stop in Albany, which is still oh, closer to New York City than it is to Montreal, okay. um, there, you know, there are kosher, there are supermarkets there that carry kosher products. Okay. Um, but uh, I was actually a week and a half ago in Saratoga Springs, which is probably close to Midway okay. between, New York, between New York and Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a beautiful town. Uh, we went just for two days uh, for an event, and um, it, it doesn't really have kosher options. We we did have to bring our own food. And, okay, but you're um, going to make a barbecue. That's not too complicated. That's, that's, that's actually what we did. So <laughs> um, a product that I that I reviewed on, on Yeah, That's Kosher last summer is a um, – I forget the brand name, but it's a portable grill um, that is made out of cast iron, and we kept it in, out in the back of our, our car, and – when we were in the park, we took it out. We had frozen uh, hot dogs and sausages, um, and we grilled in the middle of the park on a cast iron gas portable grill, which was great. And everybody else in the park was kind of jealous, amazed at, jealous and amazed <laughs> and at it's what we were doing. <laughs> wow, nice. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to have to get one of those. I've tried those little $10, $6 disposable charcoal ones that you just strike a match up and – but they take forever to cook, and my kids want a steak. <laughs> right. So this, so this is this is definitely a premium product. It retails for, I think, well over a hundred dollars because it's when you lift it, you it's heavy. It's not right. something you would take on a plane. Right. It's only something you would put in your car. When you go on a road trip, we were able to cook um, hot dogs, sausages, and chicken in you know five to ten minutes. It was you know Fantastic. done. You had a flame right away. Maybe Sandy so, from AHC knows how to get those. Uh, if you give Sandy a call uh, at AHC Appliances in Cedarhurst, I'll look up the number for you uh, before we sign off the show. Uh, but maybe she knows how to get them for us also, for our listeners. Do you remember? You don't remember the, the name of the company, right? Um, I don't remember it, but if, if you go onto yeahthatscosher.com and you just search portable grill, okay. it will come up. There you you'll, go. you'll be able to find it. Okay, fantastic. Fantastic. So people will know know uh, where to go. Okay. Any yeah. other local lo- local um, air things that um, have kosher food that you can take your family on a day trip that you know you don't have to think about bringing kosher food or. Um, I would consider I would consider the Jersey Shore. So there two places. There are two places in the Jersey Shore that uh, both have kosher food. Um, one is the. Um, the Asbury Park deal uh, area, which is on the it's on the water, it's on the beach, um, but the deal Spartac Jewish community is large there, and so they have a lot of kosher restaurants that are open year round. Oh, nice! Um, and and further south is Atlantic City, which is a you know tourist destination. It's only about two hours away from from the city, and uh, they actually have around uh, approximately three kosher restaurants there. Um, that are definitely busy during the, the summertime, um, so you should you know make reservations at 
um, the the non you know pizza place. I forgot uh, about I forgot about but, uh, Atlantic yeah. City. I haven't been there in years. Yeah, so I mean, it, it used to be a little bit run down. They're I think in process of a revival, especially post Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. So they, I mean, they were open right away after after the hurricane. So um, they they all they have a huge outdoor outlet mall. Um, that's basically right in the city, you know, one or two blocks away from most of the hotels. So it's um, it's it's a revived area, and um, that's a great I mean, if you idea. just like walking on the boardwalk, like people do in Miami, they have a massive boardwalk. Is there a um, shul there? Like you can stay near a shul, and you can, you know, daven at the, you know, stay in your hotel, daven at the shul. There is a there if, is like a if you wanted to go for a weekend. Not- yeah, there is a Chabad. It's not near all of the hotels. I know that the hotel I stayed at, um, uh, it was about two years ago, was at least an hour walk from mm, the Chabad. Mm, um, yeah. So it really depends um, how how far you you know you're capable of doing the walk and how bad the weather is. Um, but there, you know, summertime there's going to be a lot more Jews down there than I think when I went. I went I went off season. So it wasn't um, – I didn't really see many people down there. Right, But right. Um, what's also interesting down in um, down in Atlantic City that I recall is that they have uh, – they're known for saltwater taffy. Yeah. Huh? And um, the, the saltwater taffy brand – I forget the name because this was a couple of years ago, but it is on the blog. Um, the saltwater taffy brand there is kosher. And they have a whole – they have like two massive stores that sell their product. Um, and so if you're uh, – if you have a sweet tooth – um, definitely head down there, and it's it's unique local South New Jersey product. Okay, cool, very nice. I I've never actually had saltwater taffy. I gotta, I know everyone's looking at me horrified. Well, hmm, I'm gonna have to try that. <laughs> okay, yeah. thank you, Johnny, so much for coming onto the show today. I really appreciate it. No problem, my pleasure. And uh, we'll like to check in with you in a couple of months, and you'll uh, let us know. What's coming up for maybe Sukkot's vacation? You'll keep us all posted on your website. Yeah, that's kosher? Absolutely. Okay, great. So uh, please, can people sign up for a newsletter or find you on Facebook? Just give give yourself yeah. a promo. Sure. So we're actually very easy to find uh, on all of those places, facebook.com slash yeah, that's kosher, uh, twitter.com slash yeah, that's kosher. Um, one of the things that we're doing uh, for people that are interested in getting a, a newsletter update um in celebration of our five-year anniversary, we are actually giving away um, $100 and $50 gift certificates to different kosher restaurants in the New York City area. Mm. And the top blog post on the site um, allows you to enter your information, um, and you can be entered to win. And at the same time, you'll basically get um, updates from, from our blog moving forward if, if they're interested. Okay, cool. Thank you. So I hope everyone will take advantage of that. Thank you so yep. much. Have a great Shabbos, and we'll be in touch. You too. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Thank Bye. you very much, Donnie Klein from Yeah, That's Kosher, for joining us this morning. Uh, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Gourmet Glad, um, a true shopping experience in Cedarhurst. Um, I just want to talk about their produce section because I was there about a week ago. Um, and Ziggy had helped me pick out the most gorgeous strawberries. I said, how are you getting these so fresh? So he actually told me that they go out to the Bronx Terminal Market with their own trucks, and they pick, they themselves, the gourmet guys, pick themselves the, and they, with their own trucks 
out the vegetables and the fruit that they want. They don't have a buyer do it for them. They are their own buyer. So then they don't have a middleman. So they, you know, keep the prices low and the quality really, really high. And they bring in basically, you know, he explained to me that it's going from the farm to the train to the market and to, straight to gourmet glut. And then you end up eating it There's at your table. There is no, um, you know, delay. So you're really getting these fresh, fresh strawberries and they stay fresh for quite a few days, which, you know, doesn't usually happen with strawberries. So I prepared all these strawberries for the family. So I cut some up. The night I bought them home, I washed them up, put them on the table. Most of them went, right? So half of them are gone. Um, they all, you know, they pick at them like candy. It's great. We call fruit Hashem's candy in our house. Then, then we had, you know, I told kids, all right, take some of them in Ziploc bags and take them for lunch the next day. So they took some off to school the next day. And I still had some leftovers. So I thought, okay, what am I going to do with the leftover strawberries? I cannot waste good strawberries. So I went to Google and I'm starting Google roasting strawberries. So I just had this, you know, this, you know, Navua came to me. I should roast these strawberries. So I, I, uh, I Google how to roast them. You know, I had never done it before. So I, um, I found this great recipe from closets.com. Uh, cook, um, cookinginacloset.com, I should say, and it's a, a fantastic website about cooking in a small kitchen. And he has amazing websites. I found it actually on, and I joined his Facebook page as well um, because I really, I really liked uh, all his recipes. But I basically I roasted some strawberries um, with some a tablespoon of honey and a tablespoon of balsamic vinegar at uh, 425 degrees on convection. If you don't have convection, just regular um, at 425 degrees for about 10 to 12 minutes. It was fantastic, and it released all these fresh strawberry juices. So we take all those strawberry juices, and then we add in some tablespoon of olive oil, a teaspoon of mustard, salt and pepper to taste, and we got this amazing strawberry vinaigrette. How delicious is that? Now you can take the vinaigrette and the roasted strawberries, and you make a chicken salad out of it, or you can make a salmon salad out of it, or you can just have it with some grated goat cheese. You knew I was going to say that because everyone knows that I'm obsessed with goat cheese. Um, but then I also found that if you took some goat cheese slices, um, just, you know, how it comes in a log, you slice it up. I pressed in some panko crumbs. I didn't do an egg wash or anything. I just literally pressed some sliced discs of goat cheese into the panko crumbs and I roasted that for uh, 425 degrees for six minutes. So I've got this warm, crispy goat cheese, these caramelized strawberries with this strawberry vinaigrette with some rocket. It was delicious. It was a really big hit. So um, just thank you to cooking. Sorry, it's called closetcooking.com. So thank you for uh, doing that, sharing that recipe with all of us on Facebook and on the internet. And I, you know, tweaked it a little bit, little bit and made it my own. Everyone should always tweak the recipes and make it their own. I always say recipes are just guidelines. So I've got a little bit of food trivia for us all today. Today, Friday, June 7th. You ready for this, Avrami? You ready? He's waiting because last week was brisket. We had brisket day last week. National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. That's what today is. So I think everyone should go out to Haagen-Dazs or um, Red Mango or Off the Wall or your favorite Baskin-Robbins or your favorite chocolate ice cream places and get yourself a big scoop Friday afternoon of chocolate ice cream. And I find all my National Food Day um, bits of information trivia. I found this website called, I'm going to say it slowly because of my crazy accent. Doesn't 
when I say letters, people don't know what I'm saying. So it's T for Tom, F for Frank. So tfdutch.com slash food. Okay, so www.tfdutch.com slash food. And they give you, they will list every day of the year with what food day it is. Like I know there's Hug an Australian Day because everybody tells me, it's Hug an Australian Day, give me a hug. I get a bit freaked out by that one. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. So last week I came across brisket. Brisket day was last Tuesday. So today I wanted to know what today was. And, you know, summertime chocolate ice cream day. My mother, Miriam Steen of Sydney, Australia, makes the best parva chocolate ice cream. And, you know, I don't like anything parv, but this is outstanding. So, mum, you're going to have to come on the show with me in August. My mum's coming in August. Very excited. And she's going to share some great recipes with us. She, uh, she's the original Aussie gourmet. There you go. Um, I have some announcements to make from Ilan Cornbloom. Thank you, Ilan. Big, big thank you and shout out to you um, for sending me all the restaurant openings and unfortunately some closings. Um, but he's sharing always some exciting news. So you can always go to his website, greatkosherrestaurants.com for uh, any updates um, during the week. Um, okay, so here we go. Manhattan Prime Grill opens on Tuesday. After four months of renovation, the anticipation is building up and their location is going to be 25 West 56th Street between 5th and 6th Avenue. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, Some highlights are they're going to have a Herzog wine room, which will be available for private events. And the room comes with a Herzog wine sommelier. Maybe it's Jay. We'll find out. Um, David Chef David Kolotkin, the executive chef of the Prime Hospitality Group, um, will be once again the executive chef there of Prime Grill. I have double the amount of seats um, on two floors, including a balcony, which sounds really nice. Um, and there's actually not going to have a name of the restaurant in the front. So just be aware of that if you're looking for the name Prime Grill. They're actually going to have an American and Israeli flag right outside um the uh, restaurant and um, Alan is sharing this with me through our friend Donnie Klein from Yeah That's Kosher. So Donnie shared the information with Ilan and Ilana shared it with me. So we're all sharing information because we all work together to enjoy our food. Okay, so Gotham Burger is opening. Um, I believe this is opening today. So that's very exciting. Amsterdam and 95th. So uh, go get a great burger. And La Brochette, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, is going to be opening in August where Le Carne Grill was on Lexington and 39th. I love Le Carne Grill. I thought they were an excellent, excellent restaurant. I was super sad when they closed down. Um, but right next door they have Shalom Bombay. So, you know, when I went to Le Carne Grill and it wasn't there, I went to Shalom Bombay. So that was awesome. Um, okay, uh, Lorelli, they are the open, they own Schnitzel Express on 38th and Broadway. They are opening a dairy restaurant, a soft opening that's also going to be today. Um, and also Alan wanted me to share that a report about Mr. Broadway opening downtown this next to Bravo Pizza is incorrect. They are not opening up. Uh, Five Towns News, Masago Fusion has opened. Um, so that's very exciting. Another Asian restaurant in the Five Towns. Uh, in Queens, after a decade of uh, service to the community, Kosher Corner on Main Street has closed down, but it's going to reopen under a new ownership at the end of the month or chopped and press. I guess that sounds like a salad and panini bar or something. Who knows? But we will definitely have to check that out. 
in the Catskills this summer, which is just two weeks away. People start be making their way up north, so watch out, George Washington Bridge. Here we come. Uh, Purple Pair North in the Catskills. They're going to be under new ownership in a different name. Um, it's a secret. We can't say who it is yet, but we will be sharing that information with you very soon. And uh, Philadelphia, that's in Ballakinwood. Um, the Dairy Restaurant, um, which is under the parent company, it's called The Dairy, which is under the parent company of Citron and Rose, is now under construction at 321 Montgomery, Montgomery Avenue in Marion Station. Um, they are completely renovating the building from top to bottom, so we look forward to uh, hearing more news about that, and they should open in the late fall. Thank you, Alain Kornblum and Donnie Klein, for sharing that with us um, today and uh, you can keep all your kosher food updates I guess with uh, great kosher restaurants magazine dot uh, com and uh, yeah that's kosher and now we have an app as well so if we don't have to log on to something anymore not everybody can you know it's hard to do type in while you're on the run so the apps are uh, so easy to use and thank you so much uh, to Yitzi Katz. Um, another announcement I would like to make um, I was contacted by Miriam Baum she helped put together a cookbook called Cook for Gush. It's Father's Day. This is um, a book for um, men who don't know how to cook. I thought that was a great idea. We have Jamie Gellers for the bride who knew nothing, but now we've got maybe for the groom who knows nothing. Who knows? Um, so all the proceeds are going to the Gush. A lot of people from Gush Katif were displaced, and um, they don't have jobs, and they're trying to rebuild their careers, and it's seven, eight years later, and they still are displaced. And, and still don't have good jobs. So this money is helping to educate and rebuild their lives. And the money is going straight to them. All profits are going straight to them. It's a great cookbook. Please call Miriam Baum to get one. She will ship one out to you. It's 516-661-8082. So give her a call and, you know, get your hubby, your dad, your brother, any male who does not know how to cook. Although we'll try to get one for Tzvi Nachman when I go away to camp. So he will know how to cook um, a little bit of food for himself while I'm away in camp. Um, so I also have, I got as a gift from Raina Simonjar. I, Raina, I really hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. She wrote Persian food from the non-Persian bride. Look at this, Avrami and Laura. Stunning, thick, massive cookbook for Persian food. It's it's absolutely beautiful. And the, the uh, pictures are gorgeous. You want to eat the page. Every picture, every recipe's got a um, a, a gorgeous uh, picture to accompany. It's got the history of the recipe as well. The name. See, this one is called. I'm just flipping through. Red rice with onions, and it's they call it polo gourmet. Okay, I'm really sorry. I don't know how to pronounce it properly with the right accent. But you know, everything has its proper name in 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 Persian, and it looks like a gorgeous cookbook full of cooking um, tips for for uh, the non-Persian bride. Uh, that would be me. So um, I look forward to uh, cooking with this. And I suggest everyone, you're looking for a gift, you're going away for Shabbos, you're going to someone for a barbecue, you want to bring a gift, this is a really beautiful gift. Raina's going to come on our show. Um, we've been in touch for the last couple of weeks trying to pin her down to come in. She's out of Boston. So we're trying to pin her down to um, come into the studio because she sounds like she's so much fun person to be around and to have her in our studio. So if you've missed any of our shows, you can catch them on the archives, nachumsegel.com. We've got an app, yay for apps. It's been a bit of an app show today. On the iPhone, you can get the app from Nachum Siegel. I think it's under Nachum Siegel, right, Avrami? Yep, Nachum Siegel, you download that. That 
the app and uh, you'll be able to listen to our show on the archives or around the world online, nachomsegel.com. If you have a bake sale or anything you want to share with us, please let me know, naomi at nachomsegel.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Gourmet Glut, for sponsoring our show. Stay tuned for music right up until Licht Benching by our friends at Kerem who are sponsoring the music. Thank you very much. Shabbat shalom, and we'll see you all next week.